Hi, everyone, and welcome to How the Light Gets In, where we seek to have conversations that crack through the dark. I'm Haven, and I'm really happy you're here. Ah, okay, so it's happening. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for asking me. Yeah. Corey was going to join me. He's a little bit more of an introvert, so it's just me. Yeah, no, it's totally fine. I get that. It's, you got to be comfortable, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so the question I always start out with is, how are, how are you doing? How's life? How's, how's Mary doing? I'm doing good. I, uh, just taking it one day at a time, trying to make the most of each day and the people that come into my life, uh, I did throw my back out, like I told you earlier, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. We've had so much snow here, uh, more than usual. And it's so beautiful. It's just challenging, you know, Mm. going to to the store and all that. But I have no no complaints. Yeah. Uh, Where where are you? um, I'm in Reno, Reno, Nevada. Okay. Yeah. It's a high elevation. A lot of people think like Vegas and Reno are the same. Okay. Close, close to Tahoe. So it's about 4,500 feet up. So, yeah, because I was going to say that seems odd, but that it makes more sense now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get, we get cold up here. Yeah. Where are you? I'm in, um, I'm in Washington state. Um, not the, not the part everyone thinks of when they think Washington state, the other side. Gotcha. I used to live in Linwood for like six months. Okay. Yeah. I lived there for a little bit. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm really excited to be talking to you. And I know it took a little while because it was hit and miss for this interview thing with, you know, time zones. And yeah. I know, AMP and mix-up and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we're human. It's fine. That's right. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My first question is, I mean, I'm familiar with uh, your the art and the work that you do, but how? Um, I'm curious how you would describe it for people who may be unfamiliar. I would say we... We make handmade uh, ceramic goods. We use a slab roller. We don't use a wheel. Um, And we screen print text. And the intention of our goods is something that you're going to see on a daily basis that reminds you to open your heart. Just reminds you about the inner work um, that I feel like we're, that we're doing here, you know, on planet earth. I started out finding some quotes, you know, I was raising two children. um, And as a mother, I had a lot that I was juggling and I found some quotes and I kind of started dabbling with clay. And I wanted to put quotes around our house that just kind of lifted, lifted me up. And uh, I had a friend who's like, you know, you should sell those. So I really started out with the intention of um, helping myself. And Mm -hmm. then I shared it with the world. So that's, that's always the best way to do it. I've found is 
do something that works for you and then it will work for other people I've found. Exactly. Yeah. It's very true. It comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. And again, I having followed your work, I definitely agree that like with the quotes that I've seen you put on the um the product, the works that you do, just like, oh, that feels nice. You know, I I <laughs> I pulled one in my books from a long time ago. Um, God, I don't know how many years ago, 14, 15 years ago, I was at one of our local bookstores and I was trying to find a book on quotes. And I came across this book by Suzanne Mayer. I'm not sure. I don't know if you can see it. It's called Eternity. Mm. And at this point, I really didn't know who Rumi was. And the book contains quotes. It's basically a book on grief, bereavement. And I discovered, oh, I'm so sorry, my alarm's going off. I discovered Rumi and it like hit my heart mm. in a way I don't think any other poet has ever done. And I felt really strongly about um, printing his beautiful words on our work. And it just continued to evolve and um, finding other authors that like, you just felt that, you know, that little piercing into your heart. Um, and so that's kind of my initial introduction to Rumi and the beauty of, it's like, I can't even put it into words, his words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they touch yeah. our soul. I feel like they touch the soul inside of each of us. Um, and we need more, we need more of that, you know? <laughs> we really do. And, uh I love that you mentioned Rumi because I also love his work so much. And um, it's really funny because the first episode of this podcast, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, who actually introduced me to um, a poem of Rumi's that I know is um, one of on one of your works and it's The Guest House. Yeah. Just oh so good. It is, yeah. That's probably one of our most popular. We can't really keep that black in stock. Um because I feel like that poem, I really can't do justice speaking to Rumi, but in my own words, I feel like it allows us a space to experience everything Mm -hmm. and at the same time not get attached to the emotions and the feelings but just to allow them and to pass through instead of trying to push things away that we may not want to experience. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. It's so important. What's the thing that initially inspired you to even start doing this in the first place? Well, I was in the corporate world. Uh, for about 15 years, I had gone to college, got my bachelor's in business, and um, I never, ever did art. I did art in kindergarten. I remember really, really loving art in kindergarten. I had like a hippie aunt who I spent a lot of time with, and she did a lot of art. But then after that period, I don't really ever remember being pulled to art in any way. And um, I had a child who was premature 
and he uh, was developmentally delayed. He didn't really start speaking in full sentences till about the age of four. Um, and I remember reading a mothering magazine one day and they had an article about Waldorf education. And I was just really taken by this philosophy of educating children. So I you know I was talking to a friend about it. I said, there's probably no, there's probably no Waldorf schools here at all. She's all, no, there's actually a Waldorf preschool here in Reno. And so I went over there, um, enrolled Josh and my life did like a 180. I immersed myself in Waldorf, just learning everything I could. I started volunteering. And when you volunteer, um, you have to keep your hands busy doing different crafts. And I, I like dove into watercoloring and needle felting and it really opened my eyes up to the simplicity of beauty and nature, which I feel like I really didn't pay attention to before. And um, one day I, I had gotten my children's, um, I got my son's uh, handprints done in clay and it was on the mantle and I was cleaning the fireplace and I accidentally knocked it off and it broke. And I thought, you know, I should try and remake this myself. So I started, um, I got some clay and did that. And a friend is like, you know, you should do that for parents here in Reno. So I did that for like five years. I took impressions of little people's hands and feet in clay. And it really helped me get exposure to clay because I didn't go to school for art at all. And um, also I ended up doing a, a home-based uh, Waldorf program in my home with a Waldorf teacher. And after doing that, I thought, you know what? I would really love to teach fine arts children. So I read tons of books, watched tons of videos, and I started a little business out of our a garage that we converted into a studio and um, just learned as much as I could through them. Like I did really cool art, like acrylics, screen printing, ceramics, um, all kinds of different mediums. And through them, I learned a lot. And then I thought, you know what? I love teaching art, but it's kind of tricky. Like when my kids are sick, to attend to them at the same time. And I kind of started to feel like I had a hard time juggling everything. So I thought, you know what? I've been dabbling with clay over here with words. I think I want to give that all my attention so that when my kids need me, I can put that down. So I started my Etsy shop in January of 2010. And um, really my intention was to offer pieces that just helped people in their daily lives going through different situations, just to remind them um, to go within and to pause. And then in about 2012, my husband, he was a, a um, marble and granite um, contractor and he was kind of burned out. And he's like a total MacGyver. He really knows how to you know, mechanical aptitude. He has way more patience than I do. And I said to him, why don't you join me in doing this venture? And I don't think he really thought that it could be what it is today, but he joined me. And then the next thing I knew, we moved our entire studio and our family from Reno, Nevada to Austin, Texas, because we had wanted to move there before we moved to Reno. I moved to Reno because of work. 
Mm. And we got to Austin and he, you know, at the beginning it was a little tricky bringing the two of us. It was my baby and, you know, finding different ways to take the strengths of both of what we could offer and make it work. And um, he helped me uh, do what I do much more efficiently. He ended up taking over most of the making and helping me figure out better designs where I would focus more on quotes, patterns. And then I took on, you know, all the shipping and speaking to our shops. And over time, our wholesale really grew. Hmm. But um, I think I went on more than you wanted me to, to that question. But the reason why I really started this, my son, my son is really what got me onto this path. Had Josh not been born, I really, I don't, I'm not sure that this would have happened. He Hmm. took me on a completely different path that never, never could have imagined before. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's been yeah, it's been, it's been quite a, a journey. It's been a very, it's been so much fun, mm-hmm. you know, being your own boss is, is pretty great. And, um, I get emails from people that are so moving, mm. just sharing their gratitude for what we do. So we're, we're very grateful every day. I just say like a little thank you for what I get to do in this world. So you mentioned, uh, your Etsy shop that you have yeah and I also know that or know that you every so often do these um events that are like live that you put your art out in like markets and things yeah and I'm really just curious how the experience is different in terms of I mean obviously there's a lot of differences but why I do them like why? Yeah. yeah, I'll be happy to share that. So over the years, we've done different events, uh, Renegade Market or Renegade, I think that's what it's called, Renegade Craft Fair. Um, they're kind of scattered throughout the US. Those are like really big events that we've done. Mm-hmm. And they're a lot of fun. Um, they're pretty expensive and very time consuming. So we, we tend not to do those as much it would be awesome to have like a bus and kind of go around to these different events. That would be fun, but maybe down the road. But now I love doing local events because I work at home and I don't get to talk to people a lot. And it's just a way to get out there and connect with the local, you know, I see friends all the time. Maybe I haven't seen in a while and it's just refreshing Mm -hmm. to talk to people and see what they think about our work and get their input. And I mainly do, we have a great weekly farmer's market. I don't do it in the winter because I did not grow up in the winter. I'm just not a really hardy winter person. I grew up in Las Vegas, actually. I love the sunshine. So um, once it warms up, I'll start doing them again. But it's a great way to um, just participate in the community and offer hand handmade goods to people, you know, in your city or town. I love, I love doing them. And I try and keep it, my setup really simple. So it's not, you know, too much work, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's rewarding. I like doing them and they're affordable too. The farmer's market's not that expensive to do. So I really enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, being a, 
uh, artist creator myself, I can agree with that. Though, like, it's always so rewarding to like connect with people that like that like your stuff. Really, yeah, yeah it is. It is. It's very rewarding. Yeah, and just to hear maybe how it's influenced their life and, mm-hmm. and what it means to them, and it's nice. And then they tell their friends or their family, you know, word of mouth is great as well. Yeah. Are <laughs> you tired? Did you, ha- did you get sleep last night? I, a little. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, sorry. Um, it's not you. It's um, mental health is a jerk sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you also mentioned that you do your work alongside your husband and I'm just wondering um how how does that help you in a way like how does that yeah that partnership okay so um it's funny I've known people that said to me there's no way you know I could work with my spouse (laughs) when we started to work together it was new it was a change and we kind of had to do this dance to figure out how to make it work. Mm -hmm. But we both bring such different strengths that it has complemented and really skyrocketed what I've been able to do. He is a master uh, like what he does. He's really good at what he does and is like a craftsman. And one of the beautiful things about working um, together now mind you we have rarely even though we've moved our studio several times we rarely work in the same space mm-hmm. so I work upstairs I have um, a loft upstairs outside of our bedroom and I have all of our inventory like behind me I box up everything up in here and my computer and design and then he, we've converted our garage to where the kilns are the slab roller and also our daughter works for us but one of the beauties of working together is that our relationship, it has made it even better because we get to spend way more time together. We eat breakfast together, we have lunch together. So, you know, we go into our own spaces, but um, I feel like we work from home and it's just so much easier to balance our life. And especially when we were raising two kids. Um, they've both moved out now, but, uh, our daughter does sand all the pieces for us. So she'll work downstairs where my my husband works, but it's helped strengthen. It's really helped me be able to reach more people Mm. and like throughout more shops. I could not, um, produce as much without my husband. And I, I, I don't want to become like in target or anything. I wanted to keep our line smaller so that it doesn't lose a lot of the quality. So what's nice is with my husband and I working together and being able to produce more, it's still, it's still handmade and we're still touching it. If that makes sense. And it's not, it still has the character and the heart that we put into it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's very, um, he has a lot more patience than I do. 
And so I just love brainstorming with them. Like, Hey, I have this idea for a new shape or new design. And cause we've offered different products over the years. We've done dinnerware, we've done cheese trays, we've done clocks, we've done dishes, and we tried different methods. Like we did slip casting for quite a while. And we found that although we love offering those pieces, it takes so much longer to turn them around. So, and they're not our best sellers. They, they sell, but our best sellers are um, our tags by far. So now he's, he's helped me um, with just offer this to so many more people mm. and, uh, and a more consistent product. Mm -hmm. It's very, um, it's much more consistent had I been doing this, <laughs> so. <laughs> so we are, geez, already at the last question here. Okay. So this podcast that I'm doing is all about the connections and conversations that we can have that really like help us get through the dark times and yeah. let the light in. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just curious, what are those people and those things for you that help you let that light in and let the good in for yourself okay um well you know uh my relationships early on in my childhood I was really close to my grandparents and I had uh, I spent more time with my grandmother my grandfather passed away when I was about in sixth grade and my grandmother like loved me unconditionally like full-on she just showered me with a lot of love. And my mother was a single mother. And so she worked in an environment that was pretty crappy. She was uh, a crap dealer in the Las Vegas Hilton in Vegas. And my mom was like extremely philo you know, philosophical, one of the most sensitive people. And she went into that environment every day. And when she came home, she was emotionally toast. Mm. So um, I was very blessed to have my grandmother help with raising me in a way. And I think that helped build a little bit of a foundation for me as I grew older. God knows when I was a young adult, I really, um, made some choices that probably weren't always the best for me, but that's life just learning and growing. But I have to say the most pivotal book that I read that really shifted my mindset and helped me um, learn how to work out the darkness in my life was Eckhart Tolle's A New, A New Earth. Mm. I think that's what it's called, A New Earth, right? That book really helped me look at my internal world and realize how much I was contributing it, how much I was causing darkness on myself. Mm. And um, because, you know, having a child that's developmentally delayed, I really, I had some dark times. I didn't know what to do. I wanted to do whatever I could to help him. But school, the school system was extremely challenging. And I felt, um, I felt pretty uh, hopeless at times. Like I, I didn't know what to do. And then when my son, um, when he got to turn 16 out of nowhere, scoliosis popped up and we did everything we could alternatively to help him. 
And then he was set to have surgery and we discovered he had a mass in his spinal cord. Mm -hmm. And luckily it was benign and uh, they were able to fuse his scoliosis, but they couldn't take out the tumor because it's in his, his spinal cord. And that was, that was a pretty heavy time. You know, mm-hmm. we weren't sure what the future looked like for Josh, but through all of that, um, a lot of the books I've read have learned to help me accept life as it unfolds and put a little bit of space between my, like mother observer in me versus all these thoughts that are springing into my head and not letting them take me down and spiral into the abyss. And it doesn't mean that um, I try not to have those thoughts, you know, those bad emotions just means that I put a little bit of space in between them. And I think a lot of the friendships I've had and my husband and I really are, we're good at, we've been married for 28 years and it's, you know, it's been a road, but we've gotten much better at communicating to each other and like expressing to each other, maybe, you know, what we're going through and being there for each other. And that's been huge. That's especially with our son, you know, that's, that was not easy to get through. And a lot of, and also my son early on was diagnosed or, um, people thought that he was autistic and, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of couples divorce with children that have autism. I don't know if you're aware of the divorce rates are very high for that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that was, that was pretty challenging. So I think I've been really happy to have some incredible friends, a spouse and um, just other family members. I'm really close to my brother and he is just, you know, he has some depth to him. We can talk about anything and which is, you know, I really appreciate people that I can talk to about things other than just the weather and <laughs> just have some meaningful conversations like we are right now, you know, but um, there was another book I was going to tell you and I'm, I'm losing my train of thought, The Untethered Soul I read recently. And that just all these books that just kind of add to the idea of looking at consciousness and our thoughts and meditation. Hmm. So I'm sorry, my daughter's in the background. <laughs> I um I don't know how you feel about this topic, but I experimented with some um mushrooms. Okay. And it was um quite an experience that mm-hmm. really reshape the way I look at my world and everything I've read in the past, it just kind of layered on to, um, I guess you would say my spiritual work in life. And it's just, it's really reshaped the way I look at this realm, this dream that we're in uh-huh. and, and, um, why we're here. I really, think oh I want to share another thing with you um I don't know if you saw this on my Instagram my mom passed away in November 2021 Uh she was at her home she was in hospice my mom was suffering greatly she had COPD and um it was very bittersweet I was very close to my mom but she was suffering and she was ready to go and uh one of my my mom about uh, the day before she passed she was on morphine and she sat up 
and my brother and I were like, mom, you know, careful. And she's like, I have some things I'm learning. Would you like me to teach you? And we're like, yeah, what, what, mom? She said, love everyone. And then she laid back down. And uh, I really believe that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. We're here to love. We're here to love and, and experience love and, uh, and smile and dance along the way and just connect with other people like we're doing now. So I hope that answers your question. A hundred percent. Okay. That was really good. And I completely agree. So. Yeah. It's not always easy. No. But it's, we're able, it's, it's possible for mm-hmm. sure. You know? Yes. Yes. Very hard sometimes, but we can do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That was that nice my question. So thank you for being here. And of course, I really appreciate just you and the work that you do. And just you, it's all great. <laughs> thank you. Well, we love what we're doing and plan to do it as long as we're able to. So yeah. Thank you, thank you for the love. Of course. Thank you so much for joining me this time on How the Light Gets In. Until next time, please take care of yourselves. And if you can, take care of each other.